Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Stable Podcast, the official coach podcast of Fan Sided. I am here once again. I am your host, Rashad McGinnis. I am here with my two co-hosts, two people that argue more than me and my wife, Michael Terrazas and Dustin Adams. How are you guys doing today? Well, I mean, hey, we argue, but we already know who gets the ass whooped every time on this podcast. That's Dustin all, all the time, man. I, I got to give it to him. I got love for him. <laughs> But maybe I got to ease up on them because I'm going to be checking into Hotel Adams come September. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I mean, if you got if the listeners ever leave our show thinking, man, Michael taught me something today. Michael, Michael came on this podcast and just proved us wrong today. I don't think that's ever <laughs> happened, guys. Like you guys can let us know in the comments if I'm wrong. Uh, but I'm just super thankful to be back, guys. Like um, lo- love recording, love talking to my boys about Colts football. And we have we have a lot of fun things to talk about tonight. I actually yeah. have to. I actually have to say one thing. I actually did get a message. No, guys, Destin and I do not hate each other. We're not fighting through. <laughs> we're not fighting through emotions on the show. Trying to be professional. We are literally like freaking best oh, buds. Yeah. That's literally how it is. We probably we, message. Do we talk every day? I can't remember. We last talk time I every day. We argue in the messages as well. Oh like, my god! I cannot <laughs> remember the last time I had a peaceful day ever since I started <laughs> podcasting with Michael because we talk every single day. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear because literally, guys, we don't hate each other. Okay, Destin just hates it when I get some stuff right, like Zayvon Collins being prioritized as a draft prospect. So. Uh, he, him, or Jamin Davis is also going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but uh, that's another prediction. Well, unless Quiddy man, you're, I say you're, ar- you're already crapping on our boy Quiddy Pay, Rashad. Hey, I just like away said, from this man. man I'm attempting let, let's to. get it. When we record in person, man, I'm gonna wear my uh, striped shirt. I'm gonna wear my referee shirt, so I'm gonna be sitting between y'all. <laughs> Definitely gonna sit y'all on opposite ends. Y'all can't sit next to each other, man. No, we ain't gonna be sitting nowhere. We gonna get furniture moving. We gonna put the gloves on. That's what we gonna do. I'm gonna throw a leg kick on this dude's front lead leg, and he going down. You can't put the gloves on and kick someone in the leg, Mike. That's hey, not how it works. Hey, people get paid eight hundred thousand to do that. <laughs> well, look, I know we're excited about the schedule, but before we get into that, we got announced a roster move has been made. The Colts have signed Eddie Pinero, kicker, which upset a lot of Colts Nation. You know, they see that as a legitimate threat to Rodrigo Blankenship. So what are your guys' opinion on that? 
Colts Nation gets upset? Are you, are <laughs> you kidding me? What? No, but, man, I, I've tried to put it out there as many times as I can on Twitter, commenting on people's things. The Colts were always going to add a kicker. I mean, they're never not going to have two kickers entering into camp. It never happens. I mean, you have to have some sort of competition. You can't let anybody feel like they already have the spot and they don't got to earn that spot. Um, I mean, I guarantee you the plan is still for Hot Rod to go get it. But if Eddie comes into camp and his 70-yard field goals are for some reason going in, you got to give him the job. (laughs) Jesus, man. Look, look, everybody, this became the hottest topic, even after the (laughs) schedule got released. I don't know why. I don't. I don't even know why people hate Rodrigo. The dude literally has a record kick in the Rose Bowl. And that still stands. I don't think it's that people hate him. I think it's the opposite. No, like people, like, I I can go through my feet again and talk about, oh, yeah, I like Eddie. Give me, give me Eddie. Hot Rod is weak. He's got a noodle leg. Like, like. Yeah, people have been saying that. Yeah, like. Dude, Man, even- the only person that I've ever seen on my feed slander hot rod is Zach Hicks, but Zach oh, Hicks hates Jesus. all kickers, so like, he, <laughs> right. he's at least consistent I feel like, with it. I feel like Zach finds finds amusement on hating on players for some reason. I have no idea why. I, I mean, I don't he, know, but he is very vocal about hating kickers. But I mean, maybe our feeds are just opposite. I've not seen one Colts fan be against hot rod. I think it's all been like really. Maybe- like my feed has been are full of serious? people thinking that the Colts are disrespecting him by bringing in another kicker and all this other stuff. And I was just like, that's why I've had to correct so many people like chill out. Like the dude's still like, they always bring a kicker into camp. Like don't get overheated over something so small, man. I want to see your guys's feeds now. Look, I yeah. mean, he's nothing more than a camp body. Chris Ballard has always preached competition and I got to give it to him, man. I mean, I believe I texted y'all this the other day. I think it was yesterday or so, but got to give it to Ballard, man. This is the best Colts roster from top to bottom I have ever seen as a Colts fan. And he keeps adding competition. And, I mean, he's not taking Hot Rod's job, but it's going to make Hot Rod work even more for it to let him know that, hey, man, this is the NFL. You got to work for it every year. You got to update your resume every year. And that's what he's pushing him to do. All right, y'all. We had the exciting announcement of the schedule. We're going to get into a schedule breakdown, but we're going to do it a little differently from how it's traditionally done. Instead of just going through each game, game by game, we're going to actually break it down into three parts. We're going to do six games apiece. And after every six games, we're going to give our reaction to the six. And we're going to pick our best, our favorite matchup. Well, hardest matchup and easiest matchup. That's the way we're going to do it. So who wants the pleasure of running down the six? Or y'all want me to do it? I take care of it, y'all. Hey, anyway, you're you're running point, Rashad. Go for it. Come on, man. Okay. Well, I take care of it. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to hog the mic. You know, I like to empower. You gotta my understand. Co-host. You gotta. You gotta understand the assignment, Rashad. <laughs> That's what I have to do. Yeah, okay. Understand the assignment. All right. Week one, opening day. Colts will have a home game versus the Seattle Seahawks. W. Week week two, Colts will have another home game against the Los Angeles Rams. W. Week three, for the first time, the Colts will be on the road. It will be at the Tennessee Titans. Blowout. Week four, the Colts will be on the road again at the Miami Dolphins. <sighs> week five, the Colts will be on the road again for the third time in a row. Against the Baltimore Ravens, that would be a primetime game. Our secondary is going to have four interceptions. And week six, the Colts will be at home against the Deshaun Watson-less Houston 
Texans. No masseuses here to save them. Say what we assume will be the Deshaun Watson list. Correct. Houston Texans. Um, I mean, Rashad just had the mic, so I'll go ahead and give my hardest and easiest first, and then I'll pass it along. Um, I'm going to say the hardest is going to be at Baltimore. Um, I just think it's going to be – I mean, first of all, it's a primetime game. Um, obviously, it's going to be on Monday night at Baltimore. I hate having to play in Baltimore. I've never been a fan. Uh, I just always feel like they're, they're one of those teams that get away with a lot when you travel there. They're a team that has a lot of high personality guys, too. Um, so I want to say the hardest one is going to be at Ravens. It was close with the Rams, um, but I'm going I'm to say at Baltimore. And I'm going to say the easiest one's going to be we're going to say the Houston Texans because we're assuming um, that Deshaun Watson's not there. And if the Colts get to play Davis Mills, whew, um, I'll be I'll be excited to see uh, Rocky Asin have his bounce back um, year, um, hopefully continue at week six. Hey, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to agree. Uh, the easiest one is going to be Houston, but I'll disagree and go with the Rams simply because they have the quarterback that's proven to make throws, contested throws, accurate throws. Um, Lamar still got to show me that, and I'm going to pay very close attention to him this year. I like the guy. Uh, I think he's a great leader, great face of the organization, but I got to see him make those throws. The defenses, if you compare him, LA's the best, obviously. Shout out to Rashad and that family, but uh, I'm, I'm very scared for that matchup. I'm, I'm just terrified uh, because I don't know who the – defensive line coach <laughs> are but if he does not have oh no i'll say this if he has aaron donald inside one play he's gone he no your your chance as a as a dc is gone because if you don't take care of sam tevy if you don't put aaron donald out there alone man I, oh jesus man i much love much love to that guy he's our guy but oh man that's going to be very interesting. The defense in that game is going to be very special, in my opinion. The offenses, we're still going to see what Jonathan Taylor can be. Marlon Mack, Carson Wentz. It's always going to be about Carson Wentz. But for those reasons, I got to go with the Rams. There's such more complete team than Baltimore. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be a clean sweep with the Texans. I think even if uh, Deshaun Watson's there, I still have that as the easiest game. Out of uh, not saying it's an easy game, period, but just saying out of those that stretch, it would be between them and Miami, maybe. So I would definitely still go with with Houston being the easiest game, and my toughest game will have to be the Los Angeles Rams, probably because I would lose a relationship if I didn't pick them. But in all seriousness, they have they had the number one defense last year. I mean, they lost a, a safety and a, a slot corner, but. They still have two cornerbacks that finished in the top 10. They have a defensive lineman that's probably the best defensive lineman I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the offense adding Matt Stafford, I think, will allow Sean McVay to open up his playbook a lot more. He was very limited with the plays he could call with Jared Goff at quarterback. His arm just was so limited, and it was the different things that he could not do in in the offense that Sean McVay wanted to run. So I know that's why they even spent a little extra to get Matt Stafford. And I think that's really going to open up their offense some. And with Cam Akers, the way he ended off last year, he was emerging and, and he's looking like a legitimate 
three down back in, in the NFL. So that's going to be a difficult matchup. I look forward to seeing it. Aaron Donald, Sam Tevy won't get much sleep that night. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. It's going to be great to see the, the couple snaps that Aaron Donald does get to go up against Quentin Nelson. We really want to see that battle. So let's get to the next six, guys. Uh, starting off, we're going to be at San Francisco. That's a primetime game. Then we have a home game against Tennessee Titans. Following that, we have a Thursday night meeting with the New York Jets. After that, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then we're going to go on the road to Buffalo. And we're going to end this set of six with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending champions of the NFL. How do you guys feel about that patch? So I feel like I'm probably going to be different um, on it just because I feel like you guys are probably going to go Tampa Bay. I'm going to say the hardest game is going to be at Buffalo. Um, I just feel like that offense is the type of offense has given this Eberflus style of defense the most fits, especially if the pass rush um, doesn't take a extreme step up towards that day. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say at Buffalo is still the hardest game in that area. Um, the easiest game in that stretch. I'm going to say Thursday night football against the jets probably um, just because I'm not going to do Jacksonville. We always find a way to lose one against Jacksonville. Usually it's at Jacksonville, which is week, week 18 this year. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, but I'm still going to say that the easiest one's going to be Thursday night football at the jets. Uh, the easiest one. Yeah, I got it. Oh man, I don't know. It's actually between Jacksonville and, and New York for me because both have rookie quarterbacks. One in New York, I just don't think highly of, but the team around them, I got to give them credit. They did put some uh, good pieces around them from top to bottom. How good are they? I'm actually going to go with the Jets because I think in Jacksonville, you know, having DJ Chark, Robinson, Marvin Jones Jr. That's going to be pretty good defense-wise. We'll see there. But, yeah, the hardest one, I like the thought of Tampa Bay. I, I like I like the thought of Tampa Bay but or uh, Buffalo. But I would go there if it was in December and we would expect snow. Honestly, I, I, I would have gone there. I believe it's going to be like a, I want to say a week before thanksgiving i want to say november 21st i mean november yeah so you definitely could still see snow late november in new york could i mean I, i'm not ruling it out yeah. but i am gonna go tampa bay because they're the probably the most complete team in the nfl um quarterback offensive line not don't know how much of a run game they have yet uh you know, playing against Green Bay and Kansas City, of course, you're going to run the ball on those teams, but uh, got to see that there. They have four number ones on their offense, the defense. Man, it that that's going to be the hardest one uh, in that slate for sure. Yeah, uh, easiest game. Just to be different from you guys, I'm going to go Jacksonville. Jacksonville normally always gives us trouble, but like you say, that's a home game. Uh, we should we should win. It's a new coaching regime in Jacksonville, so it's not anybody that's really familiar with Indianapolis per se. It was a lot of roster overhaul, so they won't have many players that's that familiar with with the Colts as they traditionally would have. New quarterback coming in, 
new running back. Like you say, DJ Chuck kind of scares me. He's he's been a coach killer the past couple of years, but I think I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. That first game against them, the, the home game scares me at the end of the season, but we'll get to that later. My toughest game. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go with San Fran. Their defense is flat out scary when healthy. And the offense itself, roster-wise, doesn't scare me besides the fact that George Kittle is a mismatch that no one seems to have an answer for. But it's Mike Shanahan that actually scares me the most. The way San Francisco calls plays, I said Kyle. I meant Kyle, my bad. The way San Francisco calls plays, everybody's emulating their offense right now. He, he manages to get average players to play great. Like he's done that with quarterbacks for the past. He's gave Matt Ryan his only MVP season that he has to his career. He's gotten the most out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And now he has Trey Lance. If Trey Lance is the guy by this point, I feel like he would have been settled down by now. That'll be week seven. And it's a, it's a primetime game. It's on the road. I just see that as a, a real tough game on the schedule. Hey, I mean, that the last time we were in San Francisco at Candlestick, good old Candlestick Park, that was the debut of Trent Richardson, guys. That was the debut of the all great Trent Richardson. So who CFL, knows, man? We can CFL great. <laughs> Mike, you're trying to get kicked off this podcast? <laughs> That's a terrible um, memory, by the way. Hey, man, that's actually a good point you made about San Francisco because Bosa, that was an ACL, right? It wasn't an Achilles. Yeah. It was an ACL. So, yeah, he'll he'll be I mean, back he, from that. He also uh, tore it very early last year. Like, yeah, very like, early. Was I'm, it like week two or three? Yeah, he probably was, can play yeah. right now. Like, I think if, he if, tore if it against the game. Jets, I think. So, yeah, that, that's a good point, especially for Trey Lance. Yep. All right, man, so let's get into the next six. We open up the next six on the road at the Houston Texans. Then we have our next game, which will be against the New England Patriots, which they don't have a date here. It says the 18th or the 19th to be determined. Do you have an official date on it? So it's it's one or the other because the 18th is Saturday. Oh, it could be a Saturday. So because the Saturday games are opening up around then, like technically we could get moved into a fifth primetime game if that goes to a Saturday. Yeah, which would make sense if it went to a Saturday because we played the following Saturday, which is Christmas. We played at the Arizona Cardinals. Following that, we go to a home game against the Las Vegas Raiders, who have the hottest ticket in town right now for some apparent reason. Then we play at Jacksonville. And the last game, that was the last game. At Jacksonville. Yeah, so we end the year at Jacksonville. Man, this one's yeah. a tough one for easiest and hardest. Yeah. First of all, something I want to highlight on the schedule, having a week 14 bye sucks. Like, that Oops. is so late in the season. Um, I mean, I feel for the guys. I can't imagine that that's something they were super excited about. I was really hoping for a week 10 bye with the 18-week um, year. But, hey, it's how, it's how the schedule falls. Um I mean, I'm going to say easiest um, off the assumption that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. I'm still going to go Texans because if Davis Mills is still playing by this point, or maybe they've traded for Gardner Minshew. Um, they somehow, do have Tyrod Taylor. They do have Tyrod Taylor. Um, we'll see if the Houston medical staff allows him to play a full season. Um, 
<laughs> but you I, had to throw that in there. I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to um, poke fun. Um. Wow. Poke like poking in the lung. Yeah. Damn. yeah. Like literally. Uh, that's what I said. No that's, pun intended. I was slick. I was um, slick with that one. Go so ahead. we're gonna say the the easiest one. I'm gonna go is the Houston Texans again. The hardest one in this stretch. I mean, I'm gonna say at Arizona. I mean, it depends on how this team plays. Like, there's a lot of new moving parts in Arizona. Um, the defense still needs to be better than it was last year, even with the addition of JJ Watt. Um, because I mean, Hassan Reddick had a solid year last year. So if JJ Reddick adds the same pass rush as Reddick did last year, they still have other holes on that defensive mm-hmm. side. But if this new regime is able to get this team together, they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball to be able to be a top three seed in the NFC if they want to be. They're in a really tough division. Um, so that game should matter. It's at Arizona. It's on Christmas. Um, it'll be an interesting one to watch for sure, and the whole world will be watching, so that'll be fun. Yeah, the, the easiest, Jacksonville, Houston. I'll go I'll go Houston. Uh, still got a solid guy over there in Kiki Kuti um, from out of Texas Tech, speedster, loves to kill the Coles, but uh, struggles with, you know, some injuries here and there, but that's the only guy I fear. They did draft Nico Collins, by the way. So, mm. um, but the hardest, man, I don't know this one. I'm I'm back and forth between uh, New England and Arizona. I really am. I'm very curious to see. You know, there's I don't I don't think I assume there's not going to be any opt outs on the defensive side of the ball for Belichick this year. Cam Newton was set up to fail. From the beginning last you think year, Cam, you I, think Cam's still playing by was that week fifteen? You, you don't think Mac Jones is taking the keys? Well, if Cam Newton has the offensive line that he should have had last year, he's got the weapons now, and if he plays the way I think he can play, which is why I kind of mentioned him as a cheap deal uh, after Philip Rivers uh, retired, then yeah, he's definitely still playing, and he's probably going to earn himself an extension or be earn himself a contract next off season but can, uh can you imagine jo- the play the the change in culture and the change in, pl- in play calling from a move from cam newton to mac jones like i don't even know if those two guys like if you just look at their two play styles if you look at the two, two personalities they're probably almost the polar opposites <laughs> one like, is a freaking high school principal and then the other one is a goliath of men a super athlete for a quarterback and i mean he's i I feel for cam man he hasn't been set up to succeed uh lately but with this roster i would imagine you know freaking hunter henry and johnu smith and those guys there was getting a bunch of opt-out guys back too i mean yeah they're getting on the defensive side i said their defensive side of the ball is going to be completely different almost kyle van noy's back after being let go by miami surprisingly uh so i i think i'm gonna go new england that's gonna be a game uh i I think new england always gets up for indy because it's the rivalry indy will get up for new england it's the rivalry i would have said arizona Got to have love, boy. I love for my guy, Kyler, hometown kid. Uh, my One of my favorite prospects, Zayvon Collins, on his way to defensive rookie of the year. But I got to go New England. I think offensively, defensively, they'll have a nice, you know, balance. So I'll go with New England here. Do you think McDaniels is fresh enough on Colts fans' mind to get booed when he, when he enters for the first time into Lucas Oil since all that? 
Oh, dude, you know how like you, you know how that few gift, years. You know that gift we throw out. We throw out like we're gonna brick you. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna have a brick with me. And as soon as he runs out of the tunnel, boom. <laughs> from, from, from your couch from your couch in texas you're gonna be you're gonna be bricking and booing oh no i'm gonna secretly get up into lucas oil stadium because we have the ends and oh. dude all i gotta do is just come in and say hola 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 plumbing don't stop plumbing hey, hey. we'll see i actually don't think indy will boo just because of how it all turned out i mean frank i think we all are happy with frank reich um I, I, so we'll, we'll no, see we'll how it works josh just because he's josh yeah Houston one Houston one thousand percent is the easiest game out of this group. Although I do think out of the the three sets of sixes, I think this is our easiest stretch as a whole. Which is a nice I, time to have your easiest stretch. Exactly, coming down the stretch of the season, ironically enough. And uh, the toughest I'm going to go with Arizona. We know that mobile quarterbacks who can throw the ball always gives us trouble and gives our defense fits. We saw it in the past. Kyler Murray is is one of those type of guys. Although sometimes it looked like Cliff Kingsbury uh, game plan for the week is just Kyler go make a play. And Kyler is so good that he had, he, he does it more often than none. Same thing with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Sometimes I think Kyler is that good to, to put this coach defense in, in, in a bit of a tough situation, but I think we do have the defense built to beat them. So uh, I'm going to go with coach winning that game, but I, I do think that's the hardest out of this stretch, but, New England's a close second, for sure. Those weapons scare me. I just don't know where they will be at with Cam or Mac Jones at that point of time. Because like Mike said, Cam has talent, but he, he has to be allowed the time to, to make plays and make decisions back there. As long as there's no offensive line and he's just pulling down and running, you know, you're going to see a lot of what you saw last year, which was him being ineffective. So Dude. we'll see how that offensive line look. But I literally just had a thought. Like, can you imagine – Kyler Murray with Kyle Shanahan. Could, could you imagine that offense? Like Cliff Kingsbury is nowhere near Kyle Shanahan no, and Frank Wright. He's not nowhere, not nowhere near. You had Johnny Manziel and Patrick Mahomes as your quarterbacks in college. Like you got very lucky. He created but... Mahomes. Mahomes would be nothing without Cliff. My I'm, goodness. I'm, I'm Mahomes joking, would be a two-time Heisman winner if he didn't have Cliff. Uh, <laughs> But hey, Mahomes, you should have took the TCU offer. But uh, anyway, so yeah, let's let's move on here. That was just a quick thought I had. Like, man, I, I would be scared. Yeah, if that, that would be something the NFL would fear most definitely. I wouldn't uh, be mad if they got eight primetime games. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I might even move out there just to see all of their games. You know, locally. Well, say Arizona might be Mike's. Like, who who do you claim is your second team, Mike? He said Washington. Washington. Is it Washington over Washington. Arizona? Yeah, it's Washington over Arizona. Hey, Michael loved him some Kyler Murray last year. Let me tell you. Oh, I still do, man. I still do. I've been watching this dude since he was in a freshman. Like, hey, the <laughs> biggest quote that probably came from a podcast that me and Michael were on was when he said that he believes Kyler Murray is more important to his team than Patrick Mahomes is. Yes. Wait, what? He nope, makes yep. the Cardinals relevant. <laughs> he right. he's, right, he so, made the comment. Okay. That, Kyler Murray is more important to his team than Patrick Mahomes is. Mike, you're trying to anger me, and I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying. Please. I'm dying to be. Dude, Kyler Murray makes Arizona relevant. If you swap Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes, or Mahomes, you still have Tyreek Hill. You still got the offensive line. You still got Kelsey. He had George Kittle. Like, 
he's he's the Kansas City's still going to be a playoff team. They're just not going to be the Super Bowl favorite. I don't like, know if I don't know if Kansas City's a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. They're going to be the best team in that division, of course. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the yeah, Raiders yeah. really. Like, the that Raiders. Division, that division suck. Bro. That division. The Chargers. The Chargers are going to be there. Eventually. They're on the upswing. They're on. The they're upswing. on the upswing. Yeah, they're they're looking good. They're Brandon Staley good. has a lot to prove, though, as a head coach. We we have no idea a what this lot. what this Chargers team is going to look like on the field. But moving on, we're going to uh, do something different. Coach fans are going to be angry with us. They're going to scream at us because we're going to take we're going to zoom out a little bit. We're going to zoom out off of the coach and we're going to look at the NFL as a whole through a microscope. And we're really going to break down the primetime games. We're going to break down the Thursday night primetime games, the Sunday night primetime games and the Monday night primetime games. We're going to tell you what's the best matchups and the worst matchups and who should have got more and who should have got less. So. We want to start with uh, Sunday night or we want to start with Monday night? Let's start with Thursday. Let's do Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Let's do it in order. Oh, we'll do it in order? Okay, cool. Okay. Well, I'll start it off. As you know, Thursday nights gets the season opener. Of course, we have the Cowboys at the Buccaneers. That should be a really good game. I, that, that's going to do a lot of ratings. Michael had a bold statement about it. What, what was your statement about the ratings it was going to do? Uh, it was going to be the highest uh, – it was going to have the highest ratings of the season. Possibly it's going to be the game right under the Super Bowl. That's what it's going to be. It's the Cowboys. It's the Buccaneers, Tom Brady. You got Cowboys fans. I mean, go down to Mexico, man. That whole entire freaking uh, country down there is just nothing but Cowboy fans. Uh, so yeah, highest ratings of the year. That's starting it off week one week. I'm going to skip ahead to week four. We're going to see former number one pick Joe Burrow against our current number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, when the Jacksonville Jaguars traveled to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. What do you guys think of that game? Oh, Jesus. Burrow, Jamar Chase, team up once again. Jamar Chase is going to give C.J. Henderson the business. Uh, I am definitely going to be watching that game from first to fourth quarter. What week is that one? That's week four. Week four. So that's good. So – Juicy. We should expect Joe Burrow should be still healthy um, by week four. And that the <laughs> Bengals and the, that the Bengals offensive line hasn't folded him over completely by then. Um, but I mean, they have a lot of exciting pieces on both sides. A lot of young pieces. I mean, both teams are still in the 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 low end of their rise up the hill to be a solid team in the NFL. So they're probably both below 500 teams. I mean, now we don't even have the option to be 500, um, but for sure below that threshold. But, I mean, it'll, it'll be must-watch TV. You have to. Rematch of the national championship. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, week five, the very next week after that, we have Rams at Seahawks. You know, that's a rivalry. Two teams that's going to be fighting atop the NFC West. I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, then we can skip ahead to week nine. What do y'all think about the Jets at the Colts for the Colts' first home Prime time game in a long time, man. How do y'all hey, feel about the Colts finally getting a home prime time game? Look, uh, we don't consider Thursday night prime time <laughs> games. Everybody gets those, okay? Everybody gets them, not because they're being highlighted, because they're being tortured. Let's just say that. Uh, I wish they would just move it to just Saturday night games or something like that. But yeah, I mean, 
you're playing the almighty Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, no, that's domination. Uh, that's an easy win, and probably not a lot of people are going to be watching it. The thing that sucks, I mean, it's still a primetime game. There's no other games on, so if you're a football fan, it's going to be on the TV. Um, so it's still a primetime home game. So I guess we're taking baby steps forward. But the fact that we go as long as we have without having a primetime game in Indianapolis, we still don't get a Sunday night or Monday night game. It's ridiculous. Like, if, if Indianapolis was a poor hosting city, I would understand it. But, I mean, they do everything well. They hosted mm-hmm. the Super Bowl well. They just, they just, they just knocked out the entire final, the um, the whole March Madness tournament. All they sixty-eight ho- teams. Do you understand how many cities could have done that and and done it well? As as little of prep that they had, they had about a month to be able to get that completely prepared. And Indy knocked it out of the park. You're telling me they can't rock a Sunday night or Monday night football game? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from here. Maybe I have a little bit of bias. But like. It, indie man like like it really is one of the most slept on hosting cities sport wise they just do everything well they have so much love for sports here that it just works and i don't know how they don't get love there but it really did feel like um it's when you complain to your parents uh, about how you don't have enough or your bedtime's too early and they like extend your bedtime by like 30 minutes like it's like (laughs) that's what it felt like it felt like goodell was like you know what you don't have to go to bed at eight you can stay up till like 30 tonight yeah, I used to do that all the time on Monday nights when I went to stay up to watch wrestling when I was a little kid. My oh. mom used to make me go to sleep at 10 o'clock. And wrestling went off at 10 o'clock, but it, it, it always stayed up a little, about five or 10 minutes after 10. So I used yeah. to fight for those five or 10 minutes. Old, old school Sabu, Batista, uh, Kurt Angle. Look at Mike, look at Mike taking me in the time machine. We're turning into a different podcast here. <laughs> hey, man, we can talk about our loves as kids. <laughs> Let's skip ahead. Let's skip ahead to week 12. Bills at Saints. I think that's an interesting game. Uh, I think it's interesting because the Saints finished this year with five primetime games. And they have Bills at Saints week 12. And then they have Cowboys at Saints week 13. Well, well, yeah, I mean. Both on Thursday? Yes. Bills at Saints on NBC week 12. Then Cowboys at Saints on Fox week 13. Well, that makes sense because New Orleans and both Dallas have those games on Thursday. So it'll be literally be just a week apart, just like for every other team. And that, mm-hmm. that normally happens every other uh, every other year between the Thanksgiving teams. Uh, that happens a lot. So, yeah, that, that one doesn't surprise me. It's always because of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like an outlier, and they don't count that as Thursday night football because I think that game's not even going to be – or it might be on Fox, actually. Or it might, yeah, that's going to be on Fox. And and Amazon will also have all the Thursday night football games. Like, they'll have, oh, yeah. like, that'll be an also option. I mean, the thing about the Saints, I mean, we'll talk about it more in depth when we talk about who should have got more, who should have got less primetime mm-hmm. games. But, I mean, do you think it's going to be Jameis or Taysom? I mean, I, I think you got to go J- Jameis. I think it has to be Jameis. Yeah. You yeah. just have to do too much changing of the game plan. You really have to build the team around a type of, quarterback that Taysom Hill is and I don't think they really want to go that far away from what the game plan was with Drew as that quarterback so I think it just makes think, more sense to go I think the it. biggest thing about Taysom is you lose so much value in what he is as a player when you make him play quarterback strictly when you actually true. make him the face of the team like I think you can have Jameis on the field 
I mean, I think you can have Taysom on the field while Jameis is at quarterback. I think you, you can run a if, – if Drew Brees is gone and you have to figure out what you're going to do next, you can have a very exciting offense um, using Taysom in different ways and keeping uh, defenses on their feet, on the tips of their toes, basically, scouting those – scouting what they're going to do with Taysom. I just hope that's what they end up doing. Um, I mean, I wasn't shocked to see the Bills um, get more games um, than they had previously, mm-hmm. but – the Saints, I mean, I guess that's interesting. Two two Thursday nights in a row. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jameis, look, man, Jameis is such – he's a good quarterback, man. I'm not going to say he's great yet, but you can't deny the accuracy he holds, the arm power he holds, just the turnovers, man. And I'm curious to see how that changes, if it changes under a guy like Sean Payton. So, yeah, I'm not going to be paying close to attention to him like I will Washington and Lamar – but uh, hey, man, if he, I do if hope he, good things. If he needed to learn to be more passive, he he sat behind Drew Brees under probably the most passive season we've ever seen Drew Brees have. That was crazy. That so, season is nuts. Uh, watching that team, they were so limited, man, due to Drew. But all right, we're gonna end in the Thursday night schedule with two games that I think is important: Chiefs at Chargers. You know, the the ooh. best team in the AFC West against a team with the hot young quarterback that's on the rise, Justin Herbert against Patrick Mahomes. And the last game, the last Thursday night game of the season will be the 49ers at our buddies, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, dude, I hope the 49ers absolutely beat the (laughs) out of the Titans, dude. I'm so sick and tired of their fans. Um, I wonder if we're going to have another war uh, coming, coming soon. Um, But like we did last year, but uh yeah, that's going to be Herbert, Mahomes, man. I'm actually kind of upset that didn't – well, I mean, I'm not sure if it did on another, but did that get another primetime slot? Because that's – I think that's a primetime-worthy matchup right there. Yeah, Thursday night. I think. Oh, are you talking about the first one? Yeah, like Sunday, Monday, did they get another know. slot together? I'm not sure. That needs to be highlighted somewhere, man. But, uh, but yeah, hey, I mean – it's going to be fun. Uh, both defenses are kind of up and coming. There's questions about them, but I think I like the talent on uh, LA's a, a little bit, a little bit more. So, hey, Bosa is going to be there. We'll see what happens with Derwin James, but man, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Yeah, man, that's that's the slate of Thursday night games. I think it's a I think it's a good slate. It's a better slate than last year. Last year, Thursday night games were some of the worst football I have seen in a long time. Uh, half of these matchups are, are, are pretty watchable games. I think probably the worst game out of all of these is probably the Panthers at the Texans. It's a week three game. I'm probably going to sleep through that one. But the rest of these games are pretty decent. It. it both all the rest of the games feature at least one team that made the playoffs the previous season, so it should be should be pretty interesting. I don't. And, I was say I I think the Thursday night football games from hearing you say and then just kind of looking over them, I think it's definitely better than last year. Um, now, um, Michael's up with Sunday night football, and then we'll get into Monday. But I think the reason Thursday night football is so good this year is because the Monday night football stretch this year is not good, in my opinion, from looking at it. Um, I just don't think there's very – I don't think there's many interesting ones at all. But what? We'll I don't. Like, just looking through it. We're, we'll I didn't get, look at it yet, we'll so get I can't in, say. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it more. Um, but, yeah, Michael, you're up with Sunday night football. Goodness gracious, man. He's on my – 
Collins hit on Monday Night Football. Okay. Uh, Thank you. But, uh, ignore all that, guys. But, uh, okay, so getting into Sunday Night Football here, uh, th- this graphic does have the Cowboys and Bucks on because it's going to be on the Sunday Night Football uh, oh, yeah. telecast. But we already talked about that one. So uh, Chicago, L.A., that, that, that doesn't – nah, uh-uh. Um, Kansas City, Baltimore, that's – Always got to do Mahomes versus Jackson. Can Baltimore keep pace with Kansas City? I mean, I'm going to say right now, very early, no. Big no. Um, <laughs> look, man, I, I'm a, a repeating record, but Lamar has got to throw the football. He's got to stop using his legs 50 times in a game. He has to stop. You win this championship in this day and age of football by throwing the football that's how you do it uh defense of baltimore obviously is the better one they got alphas over there as annoying as i find marcus peters um but hey man he's, he's a dog he sets the attitude there and hey he's one of those guys if he's on your team you love what he does so uh that, that's that one so what do y'all guys think about that one i, I think people give lamar a lot of crap for um, not winning the big games, um, even though every time the Kansas City Baltimore game happens, like it's always a fun game to watch. Now, I understand it's not in the playoffs, so people still take, give him crap on that. But I mean, when he when he's played the best in the regular season, I feel like the game's always very exciting. Now, I agree that Lamar has some limitations as a quarterback still that need to be worked out. But I mean, he was drafted with those limitations, so I think to an extent. Um, whatever coaching staff is working with him specifically on his throwing ability and his throwing mechanics have really not done him justice at the next level, just because you haven't seen much improvement as a passer um, so far in his career. But I mean, dude's a special athlete. Dude's always going to find a way to impact the game. Um, but I, I'm excited to watch that game. I'll always watch Baltimore, Kansas city. Yeah. Greatest athlete to ever play the quarterback position in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, that's not, far off at all I I really love Lamar Jackson athletic ability and the things that he can create when the play breaks down like you say his his mechanics his fundamentals is is pretty off with how he throws the football which causes the football to sell a lot he he throws a lot of high balls and predominantly that's why he's he's only throwing it to his tight ends most of the time he's only throwing good at throwing seam balls that's his specialty he's not really going outside of the numbers too many times he just needs to develop more as a passer and that falls on the coaching staff I got a quick question for y'all I want y'all know Lamar Jackson's extension is coming up do y'all pay him the same thing that got paid does he make 40 million dollars a year to y'all in y'all opinion Really quick, because I don't want to get away straight too yeah, far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough, dude, because Dak did so much. And I think the biggest difference in those two quarterbacks is year by year, Dak showed that improvement in his arm. He showed it. He elevated each year. Both of them in leadership aspects, man, dude, I can't respect them I- anymore as leaders, dude. They're the leader of the franchise, best leaders in the league, but – I, I think I would obviously I'd extend him, dude. I mean, he's an MVP of the league. He's obviously brings a huge difference maker with his legs to the game. But when I sit him down, man, I mean, I'm going to have to be honest, like, Hey dude, I, I have to be able to see more and Hey, we'll extend you. We have no problem doing that, but 
gotta uh gotta get better hey this is why you trade up for guys at the end of the first round like they did they they were able to exercise that fifth year option they didn't have to extend him too early uh, i mean i still think he's definitely gonna get extended like you said he's just too special of an athlete and there's just so many things he can do outside of his limitations um so i mean he's got to improve in some areas but what he does do well he's the best at in the nfl all right mike is all you all right, so uh, keeping going here, Green Bay, San Francisco doesn't interest me at all unless Aaron Rodgers is on the San Francisco uh, roster, which most likely will not happen. Tampa Bay and New England. Tom Brady Wait, returning go back, go to back New for a second. <laughs> Dude, oh, wait, hold on. Did you just interrupt me? Yes. Because Did you just interrupt you're, you're gonna... Jeremiah Adams? Did you just interrupt <laughs> so... me? First of all, I want the listeners to know firsthand, my middle name is not Jeremiah. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, Michael, everything you just said about the Packers-Niners game, I disagree with. And some of it I think you messed up. So I think it's okay. Um, First of all, I think – So what, Jordan Love versus Trey Lance? I think you meant to say that you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Green Bay roster. No, he won't. Yeah, you said San Francisco at first, so I was really confused. If he's not on San Francisco, because, you know, obviously all that stuff, can he get traded to San Francisco and all that stuff? That's what so you meant to say. You, so you meant to say San Francisco. Yeah, I meant. Wow. To. So then you're you doubled down. So, OK, so then I that was doubled just, down. OK, good. So that was just dumb. Uh, it wasn't you were wrong. It was just it was just dumb to say that but i'll be honest i think um aaron Rodgers is going to be a packer i don't think he's going to get traded i think they're they're going to end up making him the highest paid quarterback in the nfl i'm going to be honest i just think that money talks money fixes the worst marriages um it, it really does and i think it'll end up fixing it with them and we'll see aaron Rodgers as a packer until he retires is my personal opinion on the subject and i think that game is going to be a lot of fun Oh, okay. Well, I think uh, I didn't want to hear your personal opinion on it. But, uh, thank you for for enlightening us, Destin. Michael said he's in charge of Sunday night. Damn it! <laughs> Again, guys, it's all love. Just got to keep reminding you. But Tampa Bay, New England. I mean, storylines all over. Uh, oh my gosh, dude! Bill Belichick. He knows Tom Brady. He knows what he likes. He knows what he where he goes. Man, he knows, he I, knows exactly I, where Tom Brady needs the ball deflated to. <laughs> where he needs it deflated, guys. I actually want to defer to you because I I just I'm like a kid at Disneyland talking football again. I know what the matchups are, what are going on, but I don't want to go too long without letting you guys get in. So, Destin, I'll start with you. So, I think the video that's going to build up to that game is going to be amazing. Um, I am a hate Tom Brady. I've always hated Tom Brady. Um, but I'll watch the heck out of the, the promotional videos they're going to have for that situation. The, the game I'm gonna, is going to be must watch. I actually disagree with Michael's statement that the Bucks cowboys will be the highest rated regular season game. I think it's going to be this one. I really do think that the ratings are going to be there for this one. I really don't think there's going to be a football fan not watching. I mean, it's, it's, it's Brady going to new england he's going to foxborough um and i can't believe i'm saying it but i'll be rooting for the i'll be rooting for the patriots uh, i can't even believe we have to talk about these two entities on our podcast separately though for the first time we're talking about these two entities separately on the same field 
this is going to be a, a historic clash and a lot of people are going to be heavily invested into this game man I, I think it does has the chance to do wild numbers on as far as ratings goes I don't think when it comes to X's and O's, I don't really think this is going to be that good of a football game, though, honestly speaking. I think the hype and the drama around it is going to be great. And I think the even, like Dustin said, the presentation and the way it's bought to you, I, the way it's packaged is going to be great. But when it comes to matchups and X's and O's, I think Tampa Bay is a clearly better team than the New England Patriots, although the Patriots added a lot of weapons in the offseason. This Tampa Bay team has had a year to jail. They added a lot of weapons last offseason, and now they should be hitting their stride. We saw that season end last year. They just started playing their best football. And I think they're going to continue to build on that this year. I think they're going to be an extremely difficult team to handle. And I think the Patriots are going to still be trying to find themselves with Cam Newton or will it be Mac Jones? Who knows at the helm? It's just too much uncertainty with players coming back from COVID and guys coming if, back from injuries. If it's Mac just a lot. Jones is under center, the videos will even be better. It'll <laughs> be amazing broadcast. Oh, my gosh. It'll open up with Brady running the 40, and it'll be it'll end with, like, it'll translate into Mac Jones finishing the 40. And, man, it, it'll be – And it'll, it'll end with the Patriots losing by 40. So. I mean, that, and that's, that's also very possible. <laughs> but – I just think it'll be something that everyone has to watch. I mean, I will say from what I said about Brady earlier, dude is much easier to root for in Tampa Bay. He just seems more like a human being um, when he's in interviews and stuff. Um, have I ever, have I ever been willing to say I would like Brady to win a game? Never. I would prefer he goes 0 17 next year and doesn't touch the playoffs and never gets another Lombardi to throw boat to boat. Look, the guy drinks avocado tequila. I can't root for someone that does that. I can't. That's so where you draw easy the line. to hate. That's, That's where you draw the line. Avocado tequila. Dude, I, I'm Mexican. We love avocado. We love pico de gallo. I've never heard of avocado tequila. What? Okay, let's get back on track. My skin here. is starting yeah. to crawl with this Tom Brady and Patriots. Okay, though. look. Jesus. I actually I would disagree with Rashad saying it's not going to be an X's and O's. It's going to be the biggest X's and O's matchup. Tom Brady going against Bill Belichick's defense. I, I mean, think he, he. I think Rashad's more saying he doesn't think the score is going to be close. So nah. he doesn't. So the he's score saying it's is going to be close. Good. He's saying it's not. He's saying it's not going to be. Oh, a it's not going to be game. close. Okay. Okay. I think, okay. It's going to be one of those games where it's so anticipated, but by the second right. half, you're just like, okay. All right. Just yeah. like, I, I came here for what I hey, got. Okay, the, cable right. people, the cable people don't care. Viewers count for whenever you turn oh, it yeah. on. Oh, yeah. They, they don't care if you flip it off. They get their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> get, getting rolling here. Buffalo, Kansas City. Rematch of, I believe, the AFC Championship game. My goodness. Uh, Buffalo winning got Gregory Russo. They got Boogie Basham. Stephon Diggs is healthy. Cole Beasley. I mean, man, Patrick Mahomes still has no running game, but the offensive line got going. The defensive line is still like my freaking alma mater's defensive line. I mean, goodness, or not defensive line, or defense overall. Oh, man, it's going to be good. Uh, going through this like lightning. How do y'all anticipate this matchup? Now, this 
is going to be a football game. This is going to be an X's and O's game, Michael. This is going to be one of those games where you see top-of-the-line talent on both sides of the football. I'm really excited to see what's going to occur. As we've seen, Kansas City made a trade today for Mike Hughes. I wonder what they can get out of him. I still find it weird that Brashad Breeland has not been resigned yet, and that is a bit weird. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I look forward to seeing this game. Man. It should be a high-scoring game. Both defenses will have to make a play. If I had to bet on a defense, then it should be Buffalo because they have a secondary that would consist of three pro bowlers and three guys that are great at their position with Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Tredavious White, of course, from LSU. So I look forward to seeing that matchup, man. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be a high-scoring game. It'll it'll be it'll be must-watch football because of that. That's why it's prime time. It's going to be a game where you have to bet the over. Yeah. Hey, hey. I mean, last year's game wasn't that entertaining. I I'll say that it was not that entertaining at all. But moving on here, a familiar face, guys. The Colts are visiting San Francisco. Talking about these dudes again. Um. Hey, I told y'all. Carson Wentz has got to draw something. He's got to. He drew a Sunday night game. Me, personally, that's my opinion. But um, not saying it's factual, but that's my opinion. The Colts going to San Francisco. I I envision um, Matt Eberflus getting out coached like he normally does. and But Boy. the players are going to play their behinds off. I'm actually getting ready. I want to see that matchup, that offense, our defense, but it's going to be all about our offense versus their defense in that game. My opinion personally, it's going to have to that, that front seven, Fred Warner, you know, manning the middle of that defense. It, it's going to be interesting guys. Where are y'all at with this one? I mean, it'll be a fun game. I mean, it's definitely a, Getting a Sunday night football game in general is fun for the Colts to be able to have. They're going to have to play their A game that game for sure, uh, but it'll be must-watch, and it'll be a game everyone's going to circle because th that's the kind of game that'll show you what this Colts team is made out of. I like this game. Uh, I, I spoke about it. I told you I think this will be the most difficult game of the six-game stretch, so I win the detail about it you know, was going through the schedule as a whole, the Colts schedule. So I won't go into much detail here. I look forward to the matchup with Matt Eberflus and Kyle Shanahan. <sighs> Michael, let's move along, Michael. Let's move along. Okay, so that was your point? Yeah. Okay. I just, I'll I just look up. forward to the matchup. I I'll <laughs> shut up. I'll go from week seven to week 12. We got the Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens, guys. Baker Mayfield versus... Lamar Jackson, that defense, at some point, whenever Cleveland decides to get it together, at some point, that defense is going to be good, drafting everybody every first round on the defensive side of the ball. So what are we looking at with this matchup, man? I, I think Cleveland should be must-watch the entire, entire year. Um, I just think that they have talent on both sides of the ball. They're going to need to get it together, like you said, but I think – Cleveland's a team that should have been tied at the top of most primetime games. I'm shocked they didn't because of all the names they had on that side. Um, but they should have had five games. Cleveland, man, they, they must see football. I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to see them back at full strength once Odell shows up and see if Baker can continue to do what he did at the end of last season, which is start to distribute the ball 
better because of Odell's absence and not rely on Odell as much. I think if he keeps that mind frame and continue to make plays with his legs, they, they have a the, the best running back duo in the NFL. Coach fans, please don't hurt me. But uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is just different. And we know the receiving weapons they have. Their offense is going to be exciting. But the pieces they added on that defense this season – it's going to pay huge dividends. Shout out to our boy A-Walk going over there. I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch, and they should be in that upper echelon, echelon in the ASC. Going from week 12 to week 16, and this is going to be the last game we talk about on Sunday Night Slate, Washington heading to Dallas. I'm not going to lie, guys. I actually might even buy a ticket to this game and get a Washington jersey. That's how much I am buying into Ron Rivera's culture. Who, who are you getting? Ron- Oh, damn. Heineke? I love my linebackers, man. I might have to Heineke. Get, I might have to get David. I might have to David Davis. I might have to get him, man. Uh, or Chase Young, obviously. But look, man, in this matchup, uh, I know for some reason ESPN continues to build up Dallas for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, offense can't stay healthy. Offensive line can't stay healthy. Tyron Smith is – looking like he needs to retire soon. Those are some serious injuries. Look, man, you got to have something more than wide receivers, man. Zeke's not the same Zeke anymore. The defensive line got worse somehow. You let go Antoine Woods, who was the start, heart and soul of your defense. Now he's with us, and you now you're going to rely on Neville Gallimore. Good luck. Uh, gums flapping Demarcus Lawrence. He'll get shut down. Gregory might and get suspended. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Hey, I mean, I, I love what Washington is building. That defense is getting better. The offensive line Cosme. Now Leno is there. Fitz magic, man. He can get as hot as anyone in the league. And I'm looking forward to this matchup. I got Washington all the way. They're my favorite in the East. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. As I think it's going to be a game where you see a, a good offense go up against a great defense. And the fact that they added Fitz, Fitzpatrick with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, I think that's going to be a really exciting offense. We already know what they have at the tight end position. We already know what they have at the running back position. I expect a oh, big yeah. year from Gibson in his second season. Uh, Thomas at tight end. I expect him to make us a, a leap. This offense can be exciting. We know whether it can be good Fitzpatrick or bad Fitzpatrick. Yes. If, if good Fitzpatrick show up, they can play with anyone in the NFL. But if bad Fitzpatrick show up, they can look like a team that shouldn't even win four or five games. But I think he, as he gets older, he's becoming a little more consistent and less on the erratic side. So if good Fitzpatrick show up, the Cowboys are in for a long night because that defense can't cover a twin-size bed with a queen-size spread. So, I mean, I'll watch the game, but um, if the NFC least, I mean East, um, <laughs> gets a primetime game, it's usually not a fun game to watch. Um, I like Washington. I, I think Dallas will be better than people think just because of the offense. I think they'll put up a lot of points. Yeah. Um, I hope that Dak's able to play a whole year after last year. I mean, dude was putting up MVP style of numbers because they were having to come back so much because they're secondary blue um, and and it still sucks. Um, But I mean, Dallas is a fun offense to watch. I mean, they got a lot of weapons. Dak's fun to watch. Um, So I'll definitely watch the game. 
Dude, they were 0-4 when they had Dak in that offense. Like, what the hell? Um, it, it, anyways, I mean, yeah, that – hey, they Washington even drafted Derek Forrest now. We all like Derek Forrest and what he brings, so I'm actually excited for that. So now we will send it over to Destin with Monday Night Football coverage. And this is the One Call Technology topic of the day. One Call Technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has 100-plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications. Business phone system installation and services, managed telecom service providers, telecom carrier management, and high-speed internet. Head on over to One Call's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888 888- 585-8850 and tell them the blue stable guys sent you and guys we're to monday night football where apparently michael thinks there's a big stretch of games and i just don't see it um i guess the first one i'm going to highlight um that i think will be a good game I mean, the colts at ravens i think is going to be a good game to watch for sure mm. i mean the colts we already talked about that earlier but i mean that means I've skipped Monday Night Football weeks one through four. If that tells you guys anything, I'm going all the way to week five for Monday Night Football because the first four are Ravens at Raiders, Lions at Packers, Eagles at Cowboys, and Raiders at Chargers. Hey, man, you're not going to go watch Nick Sirianni? You ain't going to watch him just – We went over this. We went over this. I'm going to watch every game, but none of those games excite me. No, they don't. That was a terrible slate you ran through. Uh, the Colts, the Colts Ravens game is the best Monday night game so far in that first four week stretch. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, we we did a great job of stopping Lamar Jackson in the first half of the game last season, and then for some reason it seemed like we went to prevent defense and allowed all the short passes in the world. We allowed Lamar to get in the rhythm, and before you know it, he was like eleven for eleven in the second half. Don't understand how it happened, but as he got going. Everything started to open up and that game went downhill. So hopefully we get a little revenge on them this season coming up. I I look forward to that game. Uh, The next game is actually pretty exciting, too. Um, And it's week six and it's Buffalo at Tennessee. Buffalo is going to get to right the wrong of last year's weird COVID um, stint that the Titans had for all those weeks. And then the Bills had to play them off all that rest and the Titans kind of gave it to them. And then the Bills after that game really we're just unstoppable the rest of the regular season yeah. um like played ridiculous like had that fire in him i think that'll be a fun game for sure yeah um if you shut down derrick henry you're you're gonna beat the titans i mean that's just but how many know. people but how many people shut down derrick henry the colts that that's enough. all that matters the colts yeah. once i mean he ran over 100 yards both games that's true dustin he ran he ran for over 200 yards in one of them <laughs> He got majority of his yards in the fourth quarter, though. That's when he's his best. But I mean, in two games. But the game was already out of out of hand. That's why. Two, but in two games, he put up over three hundred yards. <laughs> so let's not let's not say he. We stopped Dustin, him. He played against us without our two best run stopping defensive players. Oh, so I'm not, no, I, don't I don't disagree that there's other things that led to it, but you said we stopped him once, and I'm telling you that we didn't. We did. We were shutting him down Thursday night. How do you think we built the lead? Down? Man, just get on my screen, man. 
Shit. Well, I just don't know what you call shutting down, I guess. He still went for over 100 yards. I mean, he definitely yes. didn't dominate the game, obviously. We ended up winning. They, they, they were able to but that's neutralize my thing. him Tennessee to a point. needs Henry to dominate to win. Oh, and, I I don't agree, think he, and I agree. Did he score? I don't think he scored the touchdown, right, in that 100-yard game. I think he went a little over 100. He didn't have a touchdown. So I guess that's what Mike's called, you know, containing him. I mean, if you, I guess compared to what he's able to do normally – the, the Colts did contain him a bit. And, I mean, they were fully healthy that game. I, I'd be willing to let Derrick Henry do that against us if it meant we won every game personally. But I'm just saying I, I wouldn't say we actually contained him. But the next one that I think looking at it seems interesting to me goes all the way to week 10. So we're jumping from week 6 to week 10, and it's the Rams at Niners. I mean, that division's always going to be fun to watch, especially in prime time. And the Rams and Niners, I mean, that's going to be two amazing defenses. The Rams have a really fun offense to watch as well. You know, that game, that's a division rivalry. They hate each other. I'm going to get about 70 phone calls that week just about how terrible the 49ers are, even though it's a lie, it's a bold-faced lie, but he – People have to make themselves believe that. That's going to be a fantastic game. They always play each other close. And I like the fact that Matthew Stafford is getting welcomed into this rivalry. I want to see exactly how he responds in high-pressure situations. So games when the Rams play the 49ers or when the Rams play the Seahawks or the Arizona Cardinals, this, this is a division where any team legitimately, one through four, has a shot at winning a division. So anytime the NFC West is playing against each other or we're playing a team from the NFC West, I'm going to be excited to watch it, man. I'm tuned in. Honestly, it's disrespectful that Destin skipped over Giants and Chiefs. That's disrespectful. That's what? Gonna be a, that's going to be an entertaining game. I think so. I Why? So. That, those wet those weapons the on the Giants against that defense in Kansas City with Daniel Jones throwing it, dude. Just give him the. I've literally said you have to find out who Daniel Jones is. You have to find out this year. He's given the weapons. Now is the time. If you don't make it happen, you're gone. So but I apo- I apologize. Not- the games I skipped from six to ten were the Saints at Seahawks. Well, no, no one cares about the, the Saints at Giants, Seahawks. The Giants, the Giants and the Chiefs. The Giants at Chiefs. Daniel, Daniel Jones. on the Giants and Chiefs. At this so, point, just go through all of them because Mike want to talk about every game. No, 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 no. I'm just saying Bears, that matchup actually intrigues me. The Bears at Steelers. No that, that's a better game. That's a better game than the Giants-Chiefs. Oh, Jesus, that's and a shit show. And then it was the Rams-Niners. I mean, I just don't think any of those are must-watch football, I guess. The I'm Bears and to... Steelers are just – that's an awful matchup. But, so, like I said earlier, apparently you like the Monday Night Slate more than I do. Um, week 10, I'm going to skip all the way down. I'm going <laughs> to skip down to week 13, um, New England at Bills. Um, if the Patriots mm-hmm. are better, a better team, I think the battle for first place in the AFC East will actually be a lot of fun. There's three teams that could legitimately have a shot at winning it. I mean, Miami, you know, is an up-and-coming team, and depending on the development of Tua, that's how far they're going to go. But that defense is stacked. We know what that defense does with that secondary that they have and their ability to, to get pressure on a quarterback. So. I think you're right about the NFC East, man. I mean, NFC East, AFC East. They I'm, I'm a, right about the NFC least too, though. Yeah, you're right about the NFC least. But who wants to talk about them? I'm not talking about apparently any Michael. Team. Apparently Michael, who thinks the Giants are going to go into KC and put on a show. 
Mike wants to talk about everybody at this point, man. Hey, I'm not, I mean, I'm not freaking Jacoby it. Brissett in the Colts missing 10 starters went in there and beat him. So, hey, crazy things have happened. And now Jacoby's in Miami, the AFC East. So, hey, Jacoby time. If Tua struggles, man, it could be Jacoby hey, time. Maybe, maybe Jacoby gets to play that closer role like Fitzpatrick did. We don't know. Hey, oh hey, close your mouth. That's the only rule. <laughs> close your mouth. We're not going to talk about Jacoby coming in for Tua. That's what we're not going to do. I apologize to Colts fans. We probably should not talk about Jacoby Brissett anymore. Um, but <laughs> after week 13, the week 14 game, Rams at Cardinals. I mean, I've talked about the Rams and Bills a lot so oh. far in this Monday Night Slate, but I like that matchup too. That's I love gonna be, it. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I love it. I love it. Arizona secondary outside of Buda Baker, man. Uh, they did get uh, – Malcolm Butler, but I don't, I mean, he's got, he caught a lot of clout for that big time play he made in the Super Bowl. I don't really necessarily think he's that good, but mm -hmm. that's going to be interesting, man. That front seven for Arizona, that has to be the bread and butter of the Arizona Cardinals. That has to be for, for them to win this game. I think it's a good game on the field, but I think on the sideline, I think Sean McVay plays chess and Cliff Kingsbury plays checkers. So yeah, does Cliff I, I, Kingsbury even play checkers? I think he plays Uno <laughs> or tick or uh, not tick tock, uh, tic tac toe. Yeah, one of those like Cliff Kingsbury's just out there with, with a clipboard, man, and, and a pencil in his ear and a visor on, looking pretty cool. I must admit, I'm not a hater, but when it comes to X's and O's, don't tell me anything about Cliff Kingsbury, please. Please don't. I, I just can't wait till Kyler gets a real, you know, head coach or OC over there. That's gonna allow Kyler to flourish. Right now, Joe, he just has Joe to Brady, go out there. Joe Brady, oh my to Arizona. God. Joe what? Brady to Arizona after, after, uh, after the Cardinals only win six games this year. Hey, if Joe man, Brady gets his it. hands on Kyler Murray, I would jump on it. Woo, would fire, Dustin, that's a Cliff. good one, Dustin. Hey, I'd fire Cliff now. Joe, I mean, I think Joe's getting a job next year, and I bet the two jobs, if I'm Joe Brady and I'm looking at him and I'm like, what two teams could underperform and I get that job? He probably wants the Bengals because of so many LSU guys in Burrow and Chase. And then the Cardinals, man, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I like Zach Taylor, but uh, I just don't, don't see it him ready for that type of that type of responsibility in Cincinnati. And who knows, maybe he can go right back to Sean McVay and get him a job as a as a OC or you know something. But I think Joe Brady and Kyla Murray, what? Oh man. Kyla will be unlocked. I know Mike likes that idea. And the, la the last Monday night game I'll give credit to, I'm going to skip 15 and 16, Vikings at Bears, Dolphins at Saints. Uh, I don't care about those. Oh, uh, and then week 17, Browns at Steelers. I mean, depending on what the Steelers are this year, that, that could be for the division. If the, if the if the, if both those teams take a step forward and the Ravens aren't there. The, we don't it know. won't be for the division. I guarantee I will put $100 right now that game would not be for the division. I don't care all. about this. I don't care about this game at all. I really don't. <laughs> So you're tell, really you're telling me the Giants at Chiefs is a better game than the Browns at Pittsburgh? Yes. Pittsburgh offensive line is atrocious. I don't think I mean, it's a I better agree. game. I think it's a better game than Giants and Chiefs. Mike, you're high on the Giants, huh, bro? Man, no, apparently, apparently look, he's look, high on the here, NFC East outside no, of Dallas. Look, look, here's my thing with both – well, I'll, I'll focus on the Giants. Let's just say – Daniel Jones can just improve just a little bit, make certain throws. Do you see his offense 
just kind of like with Carson, he doesn't have an excuse this year. I'm expecting if he's the competitor we hope he is, he's got to be coming in being the best of his ability, the absolute best. So if he can do that with freaking Slayton, Tony, Barkley, Rudolph, Ingram. You ain't even say Galladay. Gall- I, I was, I was going to. Oh, he was building oh, up I to I got to drop the okay. firework, man. <laughs> God. Okay. Galladay. Dude, he's got weapons everywhere. That defense, man, give that defense credit in New York. They're they're decent. They're, they're not, decent. They're they decent. They are good. They are good, okay? So I think that's why I find it more interesting in KC because KC on defense isn't stopping anyone. They're not tough, okay? They're not tough. But but hell. even good defenses aren't stopping Mahomes. I mean, that's the issue here. Like, right. like and the Giants' defense, I mean, they're young and they're, like, getting better. I, I like the – the coach i like judge a lot i think he's the right guy for the job to ride the ship i don't know about daniel jones yet we haven't seen enough of him i just don't look at that game and say oh that's must watch football and those are the games that i was trying to highlight um was the games that i look at that i'm like man i can't miss that one so you you can't miss aging ben roethlisberger you can't miss that I mean, that division, I don't think you can miss any of those, like, especially in a primetime game like that. I will literally go walk my dog for three hours just to purposely miss that game because I already know the Cleveland Browns are going to win by 30 points. And it's week 17. The game will have playoff implications. And Pittsburgh will be playing for a top 10 pick. Dustin, well, I, I, I mean, Pittsburgh are gonna be that that bad. I don't, I don't think they're yes. gonna be that bad. They're gonna be that bad. I don't, yes. I don't know what I think they're gonna be yet. I mean, I think they got better at some places. Their secondary got worse, and it was already bad. That's 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 a red flag for me. The offensive line's gonna be bad, obviously. I mean, I think they're gonna yes. have. But I mean, they added a running back to be able to at least help the running game. Um, mm-hmm. And Najee Harris, I think he's gonna mm-hmm. be solid. I mean, their receiving core is back as it was basically, and they're all solid. Big Ben, I mean, definitely had a bad end of the year. And I'm not a Big Ben guy. Um, I feel like I've seen him regressing for the last couple of seasons personally. But it's still week 17. I can't imagine Pittsburgh's going to be eliminated by the playoffs by that point. They will. They will. But we'll see one what thing happens. I can say, one thing I can say about Mike Tomlin, he doesn't have losing seasons, bro. No matter who's hurt or who's out there playing, he finds a way to get it done. Even with no Ben, no Bell, no Brown. He found a way at the end of the season to and they, scrap they, they the had eight some eight. Ex, They had some extra extra motivation without a first-round pick, though. Hey, right. but you also got to admit, they did have an easy schedule last year when they went 11-0. and Oh, but it was ridiculous. They, like they're, Me and Michael talked about it last year. There was not a team that was gifted some of the scheduling things. They, they got to play – like, we, we, we made it a so tally. So many teams with injuries. And backup and, quarterbacks. Yes. Injuries at quarterbacks. Like, they played, like, at least six backup yeah. <laughs> quarterbacks in that, like, first 13 weeks. Yeah. That's, that's unheard of. It is. That hey, is. I mean, that's crazy. Mike, Mike Tomlin could go nine and eight, or he can go eight and nine, but I am saying now Pittsburgh will not make it to the playoffs. They won't. I'm sorry. I looked on the timeline and saw somebody says Josh Reynolds was better than Michael Pittman. Jesus yeah, sh- yeah. Shout out to Locked On Titans um, with some of this dumb crap they're putting on the timeline tonight. Um, that but, is crazy. Yeah, Locked On Titans put, putting Reynolds some fire out there. But is uh, better than Michael. Man, All right, man. See, uh, and Michael think and Michael thinks that I disrespect Michael Pittman by saying I don't think he's ready to be a number one receiver. 
he doesn't think you're ready to be a homeowner. How about that? That's fair. There's, there's a good argument to say I probably shouldn't, but on, we're doing and, it anyway. And on that note, uh, we're going <laughs> to escort the good people out of our home. This has been another episode of the Blue Stable Podcast. Uh, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. We encourage y'all to go visit thebluestable.com. There's being fresh new articles being printed up every day on there. You can catch the podcast content and the, the YouTube content on there as well. Uh, you guys have anything you want to say before we head out? Um, we know who we're going to play. I don't want to hear any complaints about the schedule. We knew what the opponents were going to be. Oh, record be- prediction real quick for oh. everybody before we head out. What you got, Dustin? 11 you and 6. Damn it. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to say the same thing I said last year. I can't put any high expectations on this team with as many questions as they have so what you got so so my record prediction probably actually gonna surprise you guys but i am gonna say seven and ten wait you serious yeah i'm being serious this team has a lot of questions dude they do i'm I'm, no i'm just knowing you're serious no i'm being serious without knowing those answers Mm -hmm. i can't i can't put any high expectations on this team all right, well, I'm going to go with uh, – this is my ceiling, actually, for this team. I, I, I wanted to give it 11-6, uh, and six, but Dustin picked that, and that's corny, so I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go with uh, – goodness gracious. I'm going to go with 12-5. and five. That is my ceiling for this team, though. I believe my floor is somewhere where Mike is. So if, the, if Carson Wentz goes south like this, it can easily be what Mike said. That's why I wasn't surprised when you said it. But I was just like, okay, Mike's looking at it on the low end. And Mike, Mike's bad. usually the optimist. So that's, he why is. Was, that's why I was shocked to hear it. Is he's usually the guy who is expecting the high um, go. But if I had to say a floor and ceiling, I'd say the seven is my floor too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I – also, side note, I hate – the record numbers for 18 weeks. I know. <laughs> it sounds sound good. I have to it, think about it. Every it does not time sound good it. coming out of my mouth, but I'm going to say seven wins is the floor. I'm going to say 13 wins is the ceiling. 13 and four. Yeah, man, I, it's just so hard, dude. This pass rush quarterback, two most important things you need in a team. Those are huge questions right now. And I can't, I can't get up. Like I said, last year, Destin, when your questions in week one are still your questions in week 17, you're not going anywhere. You well, make playoffs and everything, but you're not winning championships. Well, the great thing about it is we still have about three more months to really discuss it and break it down. And I'm sure Mike's going to have a change of heart as we get closer to the season. Probably we not. I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. This has been another episode of the Blue Stable, and we are out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.